Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we talk to today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. A farmer from Crake, about 120 kilometers northwest of Regina, says he has finished seeding and the two inches of rain is very welcome. We talk with the province's Minister of Agriculture, David Merritt, about the two inches of rain received across much of the grain belt over the long weekend. He also highlights another major canola plant to be built. A $350 million facility is being built southeast of Estevan at Northgate by Ceres Global Ag. Construction of the 1.1 million ton canola processing plant will have direct access to the adjacent Burlington Northern Railway and U.S. markets. Work will begin in 2022. Eight years ago, Ceres began work on its commodity logistics hub it has down there, which became operational by 2015. Incidentally, last September, Ceres acquired the Nicklin Siding Grain Elevator at Ridgedale, Saskatchewan. That's about 330 kilometers northeast of Regina. Real Agriculture talks about last week's cold weather and its impact on crops. We talk with the crop extension specialist in Weyburn about the weekend precipitation and seeding progress. And we have a look at cattle markets and packer margins. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A farmer from Crake is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Crake is about 120 kilometers northwest of Regina. Sean Sperling says he has wrapped up seeding and received much-needed moisture during the long weekend. We farm 4,000 acres. Uh, we also have cattle, so it keeps us busy. How is seeding progress? Uh, very good. We finished last Saturday, so we were ready for this rain for sure. How much rain did you get? I haven't checked this morning yet, but uh, as of yesterday, we had, uh, I think, around two inches, so very welcome for sure. What did you put in this year? Uh, we started with peas, quite a bit of canola, so we really needed the rain. Flax, wheat, and barley. How important was this rain for you on the farm? Oh, it was very important. We were seeding quite a bit deeper than we'd normally do just to chase the moisture but with that winds we've had every day it just seems to dry it right down so uh, I think everything everybody and their ranchers needed this rain for sure. 
certainly helps germination and, of course, pastures, as you said. What about your thoughts on grain prices? How do they look right now? Uh, well, of course, they were really good, strong before the uh, little bit of rain we had. And as soon as the rain started, they started to drop in a little bit. But, I mean, it's they're still a decent price, I think. And hopefully they stay there for the upcoming harvest. How do livestock prices look to you? I, You know, I don't follow it too much. We only have 40 head here, so it's not... It's not really a big thing, but we have the land we need to utilize. So as far as I know, I think they're doing okay. What impact has COVID had on you on the farm? Really not a lot because we're pretty secluded anyway. Um, Other than our shopping trips into town, you know, you had to wear a mask and um, maybe wouldn't, we'd stay in there maybe a little longer usually, but it's just quick in, quick out sort of thing. You're pretty happy then with all the rainfall you've had. Two inches is quite a good amount. It is. Well, it is. I mean, we could handle quite a bit more. Uh, it, we're sandier here uh, where we farm. So uh, there's pros and cons to that. It doesn't crack open and dry out fast, but it doesn't hold the moisture as good either. So as long as it keeps on going every couple weeks here, I think we'll be okay. Sean Sperling farms at Craig, about 120 kilometers northwest of Regina, and is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years, and they'll be there for you. Precipitation across much of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt is being called a billion-dollar rainfall. The weather office says much of the Grain Belt had 2 inches or 50 millimeters of moisture over the long weekend. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the rain is extremely important for parched areas of the Grain Belt. Well, obviously, Jim, this, this really was a godsend to see this rain at this time. There was many, many parts of the province that were, you know, very desperately looking for rain in, in all aspects, both from the crop side and also the the pasture and hay fields as well. So to see the accumulation that we saw pretty general right across the province of, you know, I've, I've heard numbers, you know, two inches and higher over, you know, over the whole weekend from, you know, starting last Thursday till, you know, even up until last night and today. So this is obviously welcome news and really something that the whole ag sector really needed. And, you know, even the Southwest, we saw significant amounts of snowfall which uh, obviously is going to have an impact even for, hopefully they'd get some runoff for the cattle guys there as well, but for the crops guys, this was really a godsend to see this moisture at this time. You feel it would be fair to say it was a billion-dollar rainfall? I, yeah, yeah, that's what, uh, I mean, that's what the, you're hearing on social media, and uh, yes, I would put that uh, into that kind of context, if not greater. You know, I think it was getting to a point for, for a lot of the folks, I know there was canola sitting in dry ground, and uh, there was things like that, and, and a good majority, obviously, the crop is in the ground. Some's been in for three weeks and even and more, so uh, it's it's established. So to see this moisture is really welcome news for the whole ag sector in the province of Saskatchewan. Critical for crop germination and, as you said, pastures. Yeah, you bet. And you know that was something that was concerning for all of us. Obviously, the you know the crop side too. There was. You know, there was moisture there to probably start the crop, but there wasn't uh, a lot of moisture. But to see this now, and I mean, you couldn't ask for a, a more timely rain, but also the type of rain. It was a nice slow release rain that, you know, really went into the ground. And, you know, driving into Regina last night, you see accumulation of water in the fields to some degree, but that I'll bet it's gone by today or tomorrow. So 
it's really good to see. And that, and as I said, for the pasture folks, I know there was a lot of municipalities already put fire bans on and were concerned about that. And this will really, really boost the pasture fields and the hay fields as well. And, and you can see it already. I mean, the grass is just greening up as, as we're speaking, Jim. On another topic, the province is welcoming the announcement by Ceres Global Ag of a big, another canola crush plant. Your reaction? Yeah, that is very welcome news and great news for the province of Saskatchewan and for the farmers of Saskatchewan as well to have uh, another opportunity for them to move their product to another facility. And this one's in the southeast corner of the province, you know, right down along the international border. It's very welcome news for the whole ag sector and for the economy of the province as a whole, Jim. Does it mean higher prices for local producers? Well, you know, I, I think it does. I mean, you know, I, and I know it does. In it always has in with the crush facilities that we that we've had, you know, here for for years and years. Uh, you know, talking to farmers, you know, in, in around the Yorkton area, they were always getting a, you know, pretty good premium price on hauling their canola directly to the crush plants. So obviously, we're going to see those kind of returns being spread throughout the province, and just gives the opportunity for farmers to move their product to another uh, entity, and that's really what we want to see. Want to see less bulk product moving out of the province and more value added here and more finished product moving out. And this is exactly what we're starting to see. This canola crush seems to be a big economic boom. I mean, we've had announcements this spring, two plants for Regina, expansion in Yorkton and Clovet, and now down in the southeast. I think it just speaks highly of the product that we have here, Jim. I think it speaks highly of the producers here and what they're doing. Uh, it's speaks highly of the uh, quality and the varieties of canola that we're growing. They're higher yielding. We're getting higher uh, oil content. But, I mean, we're producing well over 11 million metric tons of canola here in the province of Saskatchewan alone. Obviously, these companies are making huge investments based on business models that they've looked at. And uh, to make these decisions, they're making it because the product is here and access to the product is here. And I think that's first and foremost. So to see these companies making these investments is really a great opportunity for the farmers here in the province of Saskatchewan and also for the industry stakeholders as a whole. So it's great news and we welcome it. David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I'm joined right now by Jeremy Boychin. He's the agronomy lead for Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. We talk about this a lot with canola, but from a cereal perspective, like that, that, that change in temperature, we went from like 30 degrees Celsius on Monday to Thursday, like minus two, or, or in some places even colder. What, what like, did, how does that affect that cereal crop? Yeah, so, I mean, I think a comparison to canola is, is probably a, a good comparison to make. Typically, we see wheat and barley as a bit more resilient to, to cold uh, and frost than canola will be. That's because at this stage, uh, most of the growing point or the whole, the whole growing point is below the surface of the soil. Um, so when we get those cold nights coming in and that plant isn't ready for that, um, <clears throat> it, we may see some leaf burn 
but typically we're not going to see whole plant death. And that's because there's, there's the soil um, and some of that moisture in soil that's kind of buffering that cold temperature against the growing point. So typically what we'll see in these cold conditions is some, some frosting of the leaves or some dying of the tip of the leaves. But then after a few days, uh, you know, three, four, five days, we'll start to see regrowth and, and it coming out of it. Um, you know, with, with wheat, we're typically in that minus eight to minus 10 range before we start seeing some real leaf burn. And then for barley in that minus four to minus six range before we start seeing, again, some of that leaf burn. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that that plant is dead. Uh, it's just some of that leaf tissue has died off. Yeah, and you know Ontario well, uh, you know, from, from some of your past. And I, I remember uh, it, it was early days of real agriculture. I forget what year. But I remember the, wheat crop looked, the winter wheat crop looked really good in the spring. There was a cold snap in the spring that I remember being in fields where it was the, those wheat fields were black and everybody was like, oh, my goodness. And then the yield was fantastic. So just be careful what how you evaluate visually on a cereal crop post a bit of a cold snap. I, I you know, I related this to the comment of seed and the dust in your bins will bust. Um, you know, it's, it's a it's a snip of stress that that plant then deals with. And the way genetics works with plants is when you get that stress, um, it upregulates the gene stress hormones, uh, and then it's more primed to deal with stress mm-hmm. later. Uh, so I, I kind of related to that, and a, a little bit of a snip of frost probably isn't the worst thing in the world. So when should I do the assessment post-cold weather? Because we, we got, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday night were the cold nights. It's, it's you know, we're, do, we're talking here on Friday. When should I really go out and do that assessment? Yeah, I would, I would probably aim for later in the weekend, um, maybe Sunday and then Monday, kind of checking in to see how things are looking, um, whether you're starting to see some of that leaf burn off um, or whether you're seeing potential growing point issues. I, I imagine with some of the temperatures that we saw, minus 6, minus 7, minus 8 in some areas, we're very likely going to see some tip burn. Um, and we have to we have to consider that there's so many variables that play a role in frost damage. How much moisture is in the soil? How much cover is on the soil? How fast the temperature went down? How long it went down for? How much residue cover? I think I mentioned that, the growth stage. So there's a huge amount of variables, and there's not a ton of research that's been done on it because there's so many variables. Um, so all these things are going to be a play, play a role in how much impact is going on. So you really want to wait those few days and then go out and take a look at, you know, how much leaf tip burn am I seeing? If I'm seeing complete leaf, leaf tip burn, then we really want to start digging up plants and seeing whether that growing point has died off or is dying or, or is mushy. And that's that point between the root system and where the leaves are growing. Uh, it's white typically at this stage. It looks kind of nice and healthy and good conditions and, and white and clean. Um, but what you'll see is kind of a water-soaked look and it'll start to go brown and dark and, and it'll be mushy in your hands because that that those cells have now died off um and yeah you typically don't see that until a number of days after that that kind of three to five day range uh when those cells have finally died back and and show that damage this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com this spring apply pre-emergent edge microactive group three herbicide from gowan canada before seeding your canola maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, a few showers ending this afternoon, then cloudy. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. Temperature falling to plus 5 this afternoon, the low minus 2 with frost. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Wind southeast 20, the high 13 tomorrow, the low minus 1. Thursday, sunny, the high 16, the low 7. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 19. 60% chance of showers Friday, the low 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 16, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 20, the low 9. Monday, sunny sky and a high of 25. Normal high is 21, the normal low is 6. The sun rose at 4.58 this morning. It sets at 8.53 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Maple Creek in the southwest corner at 10 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 5. Estevan is 9, Saskatoon 6, Swift Current is 6, Weyburn 8, Yorkton is 5. In Regina with cloudy sky, it's 6 degrees, that's 42 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 45, gusting to 58. Humidity is 91%, the barometer rising 101.2. Light rain and some fog in Moose Jaw, it's 6 degrees. Winds are from the northwest at 39, gusting to 50. Once again, Regina Cloudy in 6, that's 42 Fahrenheit. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Seeding will be delayed for several days after much of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt received 2 inches or 50 millimeters of rain during the past five days. The crop extension specialist in Weyburn, Sherry Roberts, says seeding is about three-quarters complete in the southeast part of Saskatchewan. In this area, Jim, I think I would say at least 75%. I know some guys are holding back on their canola because of some moisture issues, but Glen Avon has never been as bad as in, in the southeast, has never been as bad as some of the other parts of the province, although we have had some really, really dry spots over by Red Verse and, and down in that in that Radville uh, uh, Tribune-type area, but a lot of these guys, some of our guys are done. I mean, they were they were fortunate they got it all in before the rain came, and now this billion dollar I'm going to call this one a billion dollar rain hit, and they are they're happy, and the stress has gone off, and now we just have some guys that need to finish up, and of course we're you know we still got time here. We're we're just in the third week of May, and uh, once things dry off uh, by the end of the week or, or next week, I'm sure they will be completely finished up, except for maybe with some beans or. Or I know if you guys are going to put in some sorghum Sudan grass and you need to wait on that one until Albanger frost is passed. So we'll have some guys still out there seeding probably the first, second week of June. But the majority of them, they, they've been going at it in, in a lot of these areas. They've already parked the seeders. And what does the rain mean for the crop? Oh, well, like I said, we weren't as dry down here except in certain pockets, but it surely is going to get it off to a good start. We've got cereals already up here in the Glen Avon area at two, three inches high. 
And luckily, we while we did have a frost, they don't seem uh, affected by it because, of course, you know, a cereal has its growing point below the ground for quite a few stages. So they're, they're smiling. And the, the rain varied, of course, as it always does. I know here in Glen Avenue, we got about two inches south of Wayburn in the Tribune area. I'm hearing about two, two and a half. Someone said Francis got five. Uh, they must have really had a deluge that came through there. I know uh, Redverse has had over an inch, probably close to two by now. And we've been lucky. It's been really good down here in the whole southeast on the rain portion. The pastures also then would show some nice signs of new life. Oh, the pastures are greening up, but what they really need now is some heat. You know, boy, we get the, if we get the heat like they're talking by the end of this week, you know, those pastures are going to take off. And, and thank goodness, because they were really looking sad, and so were a lot of the dugout levels. I realize two inches isn't going to make that much of a difference on a dugout, but it's certainly going to make a huge difference on the, the green up and, and the takeoff of the pastures. And just driving around now, you see the difference in the colors of green and, and how things are going to take off. And we get that heat in this week. A lot of the stress of the occupation of farming is, is going to be relieved here for, for a few weeks anyways. Yeah, you will need timely rains? Well, of course. We, we always need some timely rains. We've been fortunate down here in the southeast. We haven't been as dry as other areas because, of course, we got that huge, great big dump of snow in April there that helped us and gave us some reserve. But, you know, farming is a production occupation, and you always need those timely rains to, to really maximize your crops. And, and that's what we're trying to do here with our growth plan is really get the, the acreage and the production up and going. And Mother Nature cooperates with this, and, and the farmers here in Saskatchewan have the skill and ability to really produce a good crop. And that's what will happen if, if Mother Nature cooperates with us. Sherry Roberts is the Crop Extension Specialist in Weyburn. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Packer margins are high for the second straight year, and cattle producers are disappointed somewhat that are not sharing in some of the higher prices consumers are paying for beef. And Wasco is a cattle market analyst based in southwest Saskatchewan. It's been very frustrating for producers in terms of watching what's going on at the wholesale price level. U.S. Uh, wholesale prices, the choice cutout, are, are almost at, you know, it's at the second highest levels we've ever seen only highest level was last spring when packing plants were were shut down or slowed down due to covid so that was a supply issue this isn't a supply issue this is um, more cattle than there is um, hook space generally speaking in the u.s and certainly that has meant big margins for packers and uh, we haven't seen cattle prices uh, at the feedlot or at the producer level you know moving in step with that so it's a frustrating time when you see one piece of the market moving faster than the other um, especially when we're talking about record large packer margins. Wasco notes even though the demand story is good, there are high feed costs and a stronger Canadian dollar. May is Leave a Legacy Month, which provides a gentle reminder about the importance of assisting charities. One example is the Saskatchewan 4-H Foundation, which receives and administers funds donated to the provincial 4-H program. Shelby Corey is the development officer with 4-H Saskatchewan. Actually, only 5% of Canadians leave a gift to charity in their will. So it's not something a lot of people do, but it has a huge impact. And we've been fortunate at 4-H Saskatchewan to have received a couple legacy gifts and just seeing the impact that those gifts have had 
on our organization and the youth we serve. We really want to bring awareness to that as an opportunity for people to support the program. The largest single gift from an individual to the Saskatchewan 4-H Foundation came from Morris Sabolski, who passed away in 2014. Sabolski farmed at Sheho and taught at the University of Saskatchewan in the winter. The gift was $290,000. It was left as an unrestricted gift, which meant that there were no terms on it. So we were able to use that to help build the 4-H Future Fund. And now that gift helps to support three scholarships each year, as well as other entrepreneurial endeavors. Corey says leaving a legacy does not affect your current financial situation and can benefit your estate through tax credits. That's why we encourage people to talk to us before leaving their gift so that we can make sure that it is set up in a way that's going to be meaningful to the donor and to their family and make sure that it's going to meet their wishes for many years to come. And I think that's why it's such a beautiful gift is because it's supporting something greater and that gift is going to live on. For more information, you can contact Shelby Corey at the 4-H Saskatchewan office in Saskatoon. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were moving down in early trading today. Canola fell 220 at 676.17. Number one red spring wheat dropped 642 at $284.88. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $290.27. Feed barley two ninety four sixty eight, flax seven twelve sixty three, lentils seven hundred seventy dollars fifty cents, oats two zero nine fifty three, yellow peas three eighty three seventy, feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. The Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are down eight and a quarter cents at six seventy six and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 25th. Weyburn's last regular sale was on May 12th. Now that barbecue season is here, the slaughter market has picked up. Hefferet sold from $1.12 to $1.30. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.93 cents to $1.03. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.93. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.35. There weren't enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. But there were a few heifers. 500 to 550 pound heifers averaged $1.69 and sold it to $1.80. 550 to 600 pound heifers averaged $1.63 and sold it to $1.78. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling a range of 230 to 245 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 9,600 head, selling a range of 232 to 250 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. 
On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 13 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2061. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 82.82 cents U.S. The negotiated Western Corn Belt region continues to see relative softness, and at $113.66 U.S. 100 weight, it is $6.52 off the weekly high seen two weeks ago. Even though the Western Corn Belt is backing off a bit, reasons used in Western Canadian price discovery are still in an upward trend, and a definitive top has not yet been reached. Weeks of slaughter continues to see a seasonal tightening of supply, but was lower by less than one-tenth of a percent relative to the previous week. The 2.393 million head processed last week was 5.5% higher than three-year average and 3.6% higher than 2019. Meanwhile, the net value of the cutout was the highest on record and starts the week off at $122.21 a hundredweight, maintaining the current upward trend. While ribs do not make up a large component of the net value of the carcass, the $285.93 a hundredweight average price last week and the $298.04 daily value on Monday is stratospheric and bears mentioning. Demand remains strong and prices will likely continue to be supported until a fully open U.S. economy reveals what consumer demand will look like in a post-COVID-19 marketing environment. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. And SMHI. Farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers insuring farmers, municipalhail.ca. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers' submission on novel food regulations focuses on plant breeding. Health Canada is holding consultations on gene editing and the need to better understand the technology needed for production and environmental challenges in the future. A 2017 report identified Canada's agri-food sector as having great potential to expand economic growth in Canada. The wheat growers are supportive of changes to Canada's regulatory approach to plant breeding. The wheat grower submission says efforts in plant breeding can help address domestic food, health and environmental challenges. The group supports access to improved crop varieties with beneficial traits to solve production, health and environmental challenges. On the markets, the TSX is up 86 points at 19,613. The Dow has fallen one point at 34,392. Oil is up 30 cents at 66.35 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down five one hundredths of a cent at 82.96 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.